Hi there, my name's Jane Anderson and welcome to The Jane Anderson Show. You're in the right place. Uh, so welcome to today's show. I'm super excited to share with you our very special guest today. But before I do, I wanna share with you a couple of things that are coming up. So as you know, for those people who have worked with me before, you know that I work in particular in the areas of personal branding and content creation. And I have, uh, there's a couple of events coming up. So coming up between now and the end of 2019, uh, we have lots of things happening and in particular two big content creation boot camps. So I have one coming up in October on the beautiful Gold Coast. So if you wanna to come to the Gold Coast and defrost, if you're living in the Southern uh, States. So the content creation boot camps, what we do is we create 52 pieces of content. So in other words, 12 months worth of uh, world-class content in uh, two days. So it's a pretty intense day, couple of days. It's not about learning, it's about implementation and creation. And uh, so I'd love for you to come along. We've had, we had one back in July, which was fantastic. And we had seven uh, people attend who created 357 pieces of content in two days so it's the it's the perfect kind of event if you want to come to you've got some ideas in your head and you want to get it out you want to get your stories out you want to get your points out your research things like that um, and maybe it's your content for your blogs maybe it's content for your podcasts uh, we've had people who are coming along and who have come to we had one lady who booked for the last one and the next one at the same time because she said i got so much stuff i need to get out of my head um, and she booked the second one, which is in October at the coast, to um, to uh, write her book. So she's um, got all the pieces of the puzzle of what she wants to do. She's just got to unpack it all and get it out of her head so that she can start writing the book. So um, so if you'd like to come along, make sure you jump on the jane-anderson.com website and go to events and you will see the Gold Coast event on there. And we've had so much demand that I have decided to run one in November in uh, Melbourne. So if you're in Melbourne or even Sydney, maybe it's a little bit handier for you. So I'd love for you to come along. Um, there is a little bit of pre-work to do and I wanna make sure that you, when you come to the two days that you get the absolute most out of it. So make sure that you register because you've got to get the pre-work done. It takes, um, I set up the Facebook group about a month prior so that you can get started. So if you want to jump along there, I'd love to see you there and get your content sorted out for 2020. I am in the process of writing uh, Catalyst Content, which is the, the book that I'm launching in 2020, which is all about how to create content that isn't just about creating content that's noise, it's about content that actually drives change. So if you're a change maker, if you're a consultant in your own space, speaker, expert in your field, or you are uh, within an organization and responsible for leading teams and transformational change, and you need content for like intranet platforms and things like that, like if you're using Facebook Workplace or Teams or uh, Yammer, any of those. So we'd love to see you there. So there's those two things that are coming up. And in the meantime, now I'm gonna introduce to you my very special guest today. And so my guest today, I really had been really looking forward to interviewing her to be able to share with you a little bit of her journey and her background and what she's been able to accomplish in the last couple of years. So this lady today, her name is Melinda Fisher, or her friends call her Midja, and uh, so that's kind of her nickname. Most of us know her by Midja. And I met Midja a couple of years ago. She attended one of my programs, and she just had 
so much uh, creativity, so many ideas and so much experience. So her background is that she's uh, a lawyer by trade. She's a corporate facilitator, keynote speaker, all in the area of leadership. And so she specializes particularly in company culture and, and values development. Um, she's had over 20 years experience in IT industries and um, legal industries, and she was a partner in a national law firm here in Australia. Um, what I love most about working with her over this time is that she's really been able to clarify who she is and her message and who she wants to work with. She's put together an incredible content strategy and how she creates her content. So if you're not following her already, you might like to. Uh, she's on LinkedIn and she's uh, she's also got um, midja.com. Uh, but what she does is, is the amount of uh, presence it takes to unpack your content and your IP. What I love most about noticing working with her is that how present she was to her ideas and what's that what that's resulted in is the sheer volume of content that she has created she's written two books in the last year one called confidence which is particularly for female leaders in any sector and then the other one that she's written is great lawyer to great leader so if you're in the legal industry and you want to be able to get your hands on a really great book for lawyers um, and midja has fantastic programs so she's uh, a speaker, she speaks at conferences, runs workshops and executive coaching programs. I'd highly recommend reaching out to her. So if you want to have a look at any of her books, jump on her website. Uh, but in the meantime, is uh, let's take a listen to, to the interview I've done with her. So I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. I'm so excited to be able to share her with you and for you to be able to uh, hopefully be inspired by her. We talk a lot about leadership, her journey, uh, particularly being a female leader and starting her own practice. And we also talk a little bit about the alter ego. So we talk about, you know, her name is Melinda Fisher, and we talk a bit about this alter ego or this name called Midja. And uh, I think it's a really interesting phenomenon to be able to tap into your alter ego. Um, Midra and I have talked quite a bit about this, so it's great to share some of the conversation with you as well. So our guest today has over 20 years experience as a leadership expert, corporate facilitator, mentor and keynote speaker. She is a lawyer and former partner of Shine Lawyers, who are an ASX listed company here in Australia and one of the nation's largest compensation law firms. She works with, their leader, with leaders in organisations to leverage their strengths, gain skills and the self-belief that they need to inspire top performance. She specialises in the areas of leadership, authentic leadership, uh, building career confidence and women's mentoring programs. And her clients include uh, people like the Toyota North Queensland Cow Cowboys, uh, SAP, James Conomos Lawyers and Sentinel Property Group. Um, she is the author of two books, including her latest, Great Lawyer to Great Leader. It's my pleasure to introduce you to Midja. Welcome. <laughs> Hi, Midja. How are you? I'm so Hi. glad you're here. I'm really well. Thanks, Jane. And thank you for the invitation to be here today to have a chat. Oh, it's my pleasure. Look, and for those who are listening today, you know, um, full disclosure that Midja is in the Win with Influence program that I run. And, and I loved working with Midja and I really wanted to take the opportunity to introduce you to her and share a bit about what she's been working on and the great stuff she's doing. And 
based on what Midge has done, I think she's a great example of, of women with influence. So I wanted to really share what we could with your story, with, with those who are thinking about perhaps taking this journey. And then also for those who are thinking about how do, how do we work with someone like you, because you've got such unique IP. Um, so to start off with, tell us about your journey. Like, so you were in corporate, you were with Shine, and then you made this journey out on your own. How did all that come about? Yeah, so certainly I was with Shine Lawyers for a, a long time um, and started off my career like practising law right. and uh, really uh, enjoyed practising law, leading you know, legal teams. I set up the Gold Coast office down here uh, back in like 2000, 2001. Right. So enjoyed that but always had... Uh, I call it, in my first book, I called it the niggle. Right. I work, work with people on the niggle. And right. a lot of women, particularly, that I mentor have this. They've got something that's inside of them mm -hmm. and it might be screaming at them or it might be just a soft whisper. <laughs> but mm. it's, you know what, I, I want to do something different or right. there's something more that I can give and contribute and be of service in a bigger way and so I was always just fascinated by you know human behavior why people did what they did how to get the best out of people yeah um, and also for people to just enjoy their work love what they do and I had that experience of just loving Monday mornings right and getting up and being so excited to go to work. Wow. Um, because of the team that I had, because of the leaders that I had. Right. So for me, that passion comes from wanting other people to experience this, right. wanting other people to get up on a Monday morning um, and love what they do and love their, their workplaces, whether it's a law firm or any other sort of industry, and love going to work. Right. Um, and so within Shine, I began, you know, facilitating, you know, speaking, presenting, doing induction training, anything that I could get my hands on. All right. And to me, it's around, you know, focusing on your strengths. Yes. What lights you up. Yeah. And then finding every opportunity you can to do that. Right. And some people, they're like, well, I'm stuck in this role or yes. stuck in this firm and I really want to do this. And I'm, I'm like, no, no one said to me here, you know, be part of the L&D team. Right. And maybe you should coach or mentor. I just did it. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> we so often wait for an invitation, don't we? We hold back. Yeah, we wait for an invitation. Some people say to me, well, I'm not going to get a leadership role, you know, until my leader leaves or dies. <laughs> Well, yes, you will. You can. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, creating that opportunity and not waiting for permission to do that. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I think um, for women we do that a lot, right? You know, we just, we um, because it's the imposter, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if, what if I get in there and I fail. What if people really find out I'm not that good? And, you know, there's all that fear and angst that comes with all that. So, um, yeah. And so for you, you know, you were, so you shifted from being a lawyer to working into really helping lawyers achieve their potential as leaders. 
and then you stepped out, decided to step out on your own. So what, what was the transition for that and how did all that work and what sort of was the driver for that? So for me, it was around like a whole heap of change happening in my life. And I think when I talk to people, it's often the case that um, a number of things are happening in their life. So for me, it was, you know, um, it was the breakdown of my marriage was happening at the same time. So there was a, some issues there. Um, I'd lost my mum mm. the year before and I kind of... I don't know, I just got to this place where it's like, it's now or never. Right. You know, like, what are you waiting for? Like, seriously, are, are you waiting for, um, again, someone to hand it to you, for someone to right. um, give you permission? For, and I don't know, and I just got to that point where I went, I want to give this a red hot go. Because mm. if I don't, I know I will get to the end of my working career and go, oh, man, what if? Like, yeah. could I have done that? Could I have been that person? Um, and so, yeah, and that's the thing that keeps me going still, you know, because for me there's, there's fear in, I know with a lot of people there's fear in doing something different. There's fear in leaving that corporate security. There's a lot of fear involved in that. Mm. But for me the bigger fear was regret the biggest fear was in 20 years time i go and i look at other people in the space doing the stuff that i want to do and i go man could i have done that that's the biggest fear yeah and that um that really was the driver right for me yeah yeah and i think a lot of people who are watching and listening today will relate to that i know that was the biggest driver for me i couldn't i didn't want to die wondering <laughs> yes, that's right i've done that and watching people and going you know maybe that could have been me um and so so you made the transition and you know and i don't know if you notice this midget but i notice this a lot with I've done a little bit with early career lawyers, but you've done a hell of a lot more than I have. Um, where in other high-performing women, I think even in other industries, where uh, they're in traditional type industries and they're high-performing women, they're really clever, um, and they. But sometimes the work environment doesn't naturally work for them as a woman. So, you know, there's a, if you're in the legal industry, we see it's hard to work with flexible work arrangements, you know, um, partners or can be concerned that they're not going to see the consistency of support for clients, you know, um, those types of things. And so I've just noticed, I think women who have been lawyers have, and they also I often find they're super creative women mm. and they ha they don't feel fully self-expressed sometimes so I think the legal industry is going through a really interesting time I know you talk about um the, the impact of disruption and change and uh, artificial intelligence and what this all means for for women as leaders but for female leaders who are in law firms sometimes that step from great lawyer and you talk about this in your book is you know to move from great lawyer to great um leader for a lot of women that is sometimes actually is maybe shifting from being a great lawyer to a great leader may not be actually me here that may mean leading 
a different tribe that may be leading another community that may be stepping up in my own space because I can't be the fully self-expressed. I'm not stepping into my potential as much as I think I could be, or I don't have the work environment or the industry that allows this level of fully full self-expression that I'm trying to create. I don't know if you notice that in the legal industry and you do, because I know you do, you've written a book around confidence, which is particularly for, for female leaders, do you notice some of that in for women in the legal industry? Yeah, certainly. I, I like I experienced that myself. Yeah, you're a great example of it. Um, and a lot of women I I meet that have you know decided to step away from corporate mm. um, uh, also have that same kind of experience. Is yeah. that I just you know, either I I can't yeah I can't be myself. I yeah. can't be like a hundred percent myself. Right. Um, and that creativity, you know, like my brain goes at hundred miles per hour, and and the women I meet, that their brains go like, like that, that too. Yeah. yeah. And so to, to to be in a box is tough. Yeah. Um, you don't feel like you're adding the most value that you could right. add, and and that's a that's not a great space to be in. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I certainly hear that. I hear that a lot. Um, and, you know, I, I experienced that. And I think there's still a sense of people being in more traditional uh, law firms and in traditional industries, there's some fear around too much creative thinking. Right. And if we let people go um, and, and don't, control that then what's what will happen right um and for me at that top level of being a great leader freedom is what's needed yeah you know that 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 freedom and that space to be able to influence you know not only your own organization your own team but your industry and even outside of your industry Mm. and there's still sometimes that that mentality of you know scarcity and wanting just to keep people yeah in the box and and yeah and so that that certainly can be a trigger I think for particularly for women going yeah. you know what I'm out yeah yeah I've had enough because I think for a certain time you you get to a certain level of experience or a certain stage of self awareness that you go you know what, this isn't for me anymore. Yes. I can't do this anymore. Um, And I think it's sometimes I see, and this is a shame for me, I see women um, totally kind of tap out. um, And I just think there's such an opportunity to use all of that experience that you've you've gained in corporate Mm. to do something amazing. And, and so instead of kind of putting your hands up and giving up and yes. go, I'm done, um, going, kind of going, well, just what next? Yes, yeah. How can I use all this experience I've got? And I know when we first met, Mija, you know, that was that level of creativity, like your, your, if you get to work with Mija, and I'd highly re- recommend who anyone's listening to this and going, she sounds amazing, she is, um, Midge, the level of creativity that you have, and even when we first met, was mind blowing. You have 
flip charts in your kitchen like you <laughs> you when we first met just it, because you've you come from learning and development and um and you have done so much training and so much like the accreditations and things that you can do from corporate culture to leaderships leadership development to productivity high performance like there's a smorgasbord of stuff that you can do to create really high performing leaders but as a result of that you become really high performing in your creativity and when we first met um i know that you had uh, you'd done i think nearly was it about 14 months worth of your your video blog every monday and you know you you said uh, like you said is your your kitchen or your living area is kind of like a workshop like you have flip charts everywhere and all this and i just think that's a you know something like that's a pretty good indicator that you've got this flow or this energy or this need for self-expression to make it come out can you tell us a bit about so when you started your business, you started sort of just finding your way. You were sort of doing some video blogs and things like that. And now you're, um, I think since we met, we're probably about 18 months down the, down the track. So tell us about, you started putting your video blogs out. What sort of, what did you notice was the traction? Like what was happening or what was, what was that, how was that working for you? And then how has that evolved over time as part of your business growth? Mm. And so for me, uh, to be honest, I started the Mondays with Midjar video blog and I just happened to do it on a Monday and <laughs> I wasn't even thought out. I didn't go, oh, let's start this Mondays with Midjar. It's like, I don't know, it was just the Monday I started it. Then someone said, oh, you're going to do one next Monday? I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, I will do one next Monday. And so um, for me, it was a few things. It was about, it was about routine. Right. And, um, and having some discipline and having some process. And for me, uh, particularly, I think when you're going through change, mm. um, having some, some discipline or some processes or some must do things that you do every week was just really important to me. Right. Um, otherwise it's kind of like, okay, what are we doing today? Um, particularly when you've you've come from quite a reactive space, you know. And I think most professionals, most people working in corporate, it's very reactive. Yeah, you know, people are emailing you, getting out three hundred emails a day. People are telling you what to do. Yeah, and so that freedom that comes from okay, so what what would I like to do today? What's going to add value um, to me and to my clients? And so. Um, and I just started really um, writing and, and, and blogging about just my experience, uh, what I was noticing. Um, and so it started off, I think, just quite organic. Right. Um, and I think when I met you, Jane, and um, I showed you the work that I'd done, and it had been over 12 months. Yeah. And you were like... I think you have a book in this, Midja. <laughs> really? Do you think so? Um, and so now, you know, what I'm nearly three, it'll be like three years and a few months that I've been um, blogging every Monday. Mm. Now, of course, it's, it's, it's a more of a strategic process yep. um, that I go through. And I, I've just done the outline for my next book. And so now for me, it's like, okay, so... Um, 
I th I'm thinking about my positioning. I'm thinking about, you know, more um, strategic marketing, what I want to be known for, where am I heading? Yes. Um, and so now, you know, and it, it's still what I notice every week, but of course now I'm noticing different things. Yes. Yeah. Because my brain is programmed differently now. So, um, and that's the lovely thing about it. And I find that, um, I don't know, for me it's been, I don't want to say it's easy, but I don't know. If you asked me like a couple of years ago, would I have finished two books and be writing my third? I would have gone, oh, no, I can't <laughs> write a book. That's, I'm not a writer. I would have said that. Right. And so that's an interesting piece. It really is. And what I love about that, Mija, you know, I had this, this two really key things that you've said here. And one thing I, I actually spoke with a client about this yesterday is that you pay, you're, you're very present to what you say. So you're present to what, and you, you talked about noticing. I think lots of people actually don't notice the genius that they have. So because they go, oh, I don't know, it's just an opinion, I don't know. So, but what, you're, what you do is you notice your thoughts, you notice what you have to say, and then you capture it. So you kept, you've got a way to capture it, whether it was through a video or whatever it might be. And I think what I find when I'm working with people to help them get the, uh, I love the discipline and the routine of capturing your ideas and getting them out. And um, that's something I think a lot of people really struggle with. But the first step, I always say, you've got to actually notice that what you're actually saying stuff all the time that is your creativity and your problem solving. The key is you just got to get it down. And, uh, and I think you're a great example of somebody who's very present and notices what you're saying. And, and, um, and these are all practical things. That you, do you find that you're out, like you say these things or you're talking with clients, do you kind of go, oh, there's a piece of IP in that, there's a video in that? Like, all the, is yes. that how it works? Constantly, yeah. every day, <laughs> three or four times a day. Right. So I continually, you know, I have, I have a space on my phone, um, if I can't type, you know, if I'm in the car or something like that, I'll capture it with a memo or I'll just put my video on and I'll, whatever, use red, whatever I'll do. But, um, and that's the interesting thing that like a lot of people will say to me, you know, it's been three years. How, what can you say every week? <laughs> <laughs> How do you keep writing like 2,000 words every week? Like what? And I'm like, oh, I could do more. Like I have a big thing. And, and because every day, I don't know, people say stuff to me and I'm like, oh, I love that. Mm. Or I read something and I go, oh, well, that's cool. I, I don't know. It's just, and it's, it's that, I think it is, it's that presence. Mm. It's that, um, uh, and also not, not being afraid of putting your stuff out there. Because again, some, some people that I think, oh my goodness, like, you know, you've got so much to say. Yes. And they just, something stops them. Yeah. You know, there's this self doubt, there's this people will judge it. Um, and people ask me, oh, how did you do that first video? And I'm mm. like, oh, I just put the camera up in the lounge room and <laughs> And they're like, they look at me like, did you think about it? And I'm like, I didn't even think about it. Yeah. Like I didn't even, 
you know, and 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 um, with the books and so forth, it's like, you know, what well, this is this is my opinion, and this these are my thoughts, and for what it's worth. And I'm going to pop, pop it out there and I get feedback that people are really getting something from it and that's enough for me. That's like, okay, well, that's great. I'm making a difference. And, um, and just that self-judgment. Yeah. Like all that self-judgment, you know, before you even put it out there for other people to judge, you know what I mean? And, and my take is often, you know, it's like I said to the kids when I'm wearing my bikini all the time. Yeah. Like, Mum, when are you going to stop wearing a bikini? You know, you're nearly 45. I'm like, never. I think, <laughs> actually, no one cares about me. You know, they're all worrying about themselves on the That's beach. Right. So I can just do my own thing. And um, and I'm a bit like that with my work. Yes. You know, like, I'm, I don't, I've never really suffered from that perfectionist nature. It just has not been me. Yeah. Um, I have clients that do. Yes. So we, we certainly work on, on shifting that. Um, but putting stuff out there and realising that, like, nothing happened. Like, the world doesn't end. The world doesn't end. <laughs> yeah. You'll be absolutely... Yeah. Yeah. If exactly. you don't get any comments, if you don't get... That's all right. Because also, we talk about this a lot, Jane, is that so many people are... Um, enjoying your work, are, are listening to it, are watching it, they're taking stuff away and you may never know. Mm. Um, and I come across people all the time that go, oh, I love that that vlog on this. And I'm like, mm. or say, oh, I went on your website and watched like a whole, and I'm like, okay, good. Um, but you don't know that. So not to be discouraged, just um, keep doing the work that matters. Just That's keep it. putting it out there. Yeah, Seth Godin calls it emotional labour. And he says, you know, you've got to, even if people don't say anything, you don't hear anything back, is, is it's, it's the labour of love or that emotional labour, putting that effort into about serving. It's, it's not even about me. I'm just the vehicle that makes yeah. it happen. Um, I remember Seth in one of Seth's books, I don't know which one it is, looking at my bookshelf, but he talks about just getting on the carousel and picking a horse. That's it. <laughs> Get on a horse. He said, because so many people just watch the carousel go past. That's right. Watching it. And he's like, just pick a horse, any horse, and get on it. That's right. And I talk to my, you know, my clients um, and people that are thinking about starting in this, in this um, you know, their own business, their own practice, getting their own IP out there. Yeah. And I say, look, I follow the, the, the idea that, you know, I'm going to be somewhat embarrassed by the work and stuff that I'm doing now in five years' time, and that's great. Yes. Because it means I've grown. Yes. So the work I'm doing now, this is where I'm at. Yeah. And this is, um, I think Keith Abraham, when, when I heard him speak, he said, and this is the perfect space to be. Everything yes. is perfect right now. Yeah. So yeah. I love some of that stuff. I get so much from all of those people and their ideas and, yeah, so cool. Yeah, and I think those early pieces of work, like if you go back to Seth Godin's, you know, his books, like 19 bestsellers, Keith's work, and um, even Matt Church. I remember Matt sharing, um, so uh, he shared his very first book. Oh, he got to see it. He had his face on the cover and he said, I can't tell you how embarrassed I am about this book. But he said, but I said, you know what? I said, the, the permission that gives 
for me to go, okay, so he didn't start with a Wiley publishing deal and he didn't start with all that. It's, um, I think those pieces of work is, you know, we talk about just ship it, just get it out, you know, just get it going. Um, and that's what I've loved about watching your journey. And for those who know Mija as well, you know that she just does not muck around. She ship it, just get it done, gone, it's out. It's, you know, and, um, and that's a big part of your message around authenticity, lose the perfection, just ship it. Just get it yeah. done, which is terrific. Yeah, and it gets, and you know, Jane, you told me this around, it's now I'm starting to get real clarity yes. around the work that I want to do and what I want to be known for. Yes. But that, you know, that's taken a couple of years. But what do you do? Do you sit around for a couple of years till you get the clarity? Do you sit on the beach? <laughs> and, come anyway. um, yeah, let's just wait for this epiphany of what I want to do. It's like... Uh, no, just start um, and then through that action and working with different clients and getting feedback, then you kind of go, right, yeah. okay, this is now, and then, then that's not even a landing spot for a long time, but you land there for a while. And, and so I think, yeah, that kind of mindset and thinking that way, yeah. and of course, keeping it light, the playfulness, all of that with it, um, just helps just gets you up in the morning and gets you out there doing the work it really does and i think something that you've done really well is um and i want to talk about this with your your major brand versus melinda fisher um you know one of the things that uh i've been doing a little bit of work around lately and talking to people about is that you've got to in a lot of ways to to create the lightness you've got to detach from from yourself a little bit which sounds a bit ethereal and a bit odd but even which you know but hold on you're a personal brand and you need to be fully self-expressed so you need to be authentic and all that sort of stuff but you know you you're showing the facets of you not everything of you but it's the parts of you that you want to share that help a message get through that serves others can you um I love the idea of, uh, and it's like, I know for me, I had to sort of create this bit of an alter ego type thing. I had to go, okay, there's this Jane Anderson chick and this is kind of what she does. And just to sort of, you know, turn that into a brand, which is, um, but the uh, helping people, like that brand that you create is what creates the evolution like if you're in a fixed mindset and I'm, this is what I do and this is what I've always done and this is, uh, that will never change, then of course I'm going to question my value because I'm not going to grow. But if mm. I can grow is that I'm going to be more fluid, I'm happy to adapt, evolve, tweak, change, um, and you don't know what that will be right from the start. It's only through doing the work. Um, can you tell us a bit about, uh, and you must get this question a lot, tell us about the Midja um, brand, like how did all that come about and how do you use it and and um, why does it work for you? Because there's lots of people who go, oh, don't I just use my, my name? But wh what did, why do you use the word Midja, your nickname? Um, and so for me, yeah, it's, it's a nickname and I got the nickname just from my initials. So right. when I started in the law firm, Everything was just through your initials. So I was Melinda Jill Ald is my oh, maiden name. So yep. M-J-A. All right. Okay. And so, yeah. So the, the, when the admin women came around with the mail every morning, my um, folder would have M-J-A on it. Right. In the corner. And so they would pronounce that as Midja. 
And so it just kind of stuck. So for 20 years, just people called me Midjar. <laughs> and I remember I actually went and did the first video at my friend's place, Ruth. And Ruth, uh, she owns her own business, a jewellery business with her husband. And they do a lot of videos and uh, that kind of stuff. So she's like, come over. And they had some good lighting and stuff. And oh, cool. I, know, I just a bit of a G up for the first one. And <laughs> I introduced myself. The first take of the video as oh, hi i'm melinda fisher and i went through it and R ruth said to me she's like oh, you're really midger <laughs> and everyone knows just I, I think the midger and for me it's been an interesting one because it's almost like now it's gonna say it's not really a test but it's it's interesting for me, particularly working in corporate, right. about the kind of reaction you get right. from people. Um, because I'll just introduce myself as Midja. So there's no surname, there's nothing else going on. It's just, hey, I'm Midja. Mm. And people kind of go, um, mm, excuse me, could you say that again? And I'm like, it's Midja. And they're like, okay. And it almost gets some people out of their comfort zone yeah. even to call me that. Yeah. So it kind of gets them in that space that I love. Yes. Um, because they're like, I, I don't even know what to do with this one name person. Um, <laughs> and for me, it is a little bit like, as you said, that, that, that different person, if you like. Yes. Um, because in my family, so, you know, like my sister and, and my brothers and that, so they all call me Melinda. Right. So very much it's when I step out. Yes. It's Midja. Yeah. And I've had, you know, some people go, oh, so she thinks she's good enough for one, one name and that kind <laughs> of stuff. She's open. Like, or Madonna or whatever. And I'm like, yes, yes, that's, that's correct. It. <laughs> that's, it. that's it. You only need one name. Um, so I love that. People, I, I had a few on my uh, website and Facebook and that, like, what is a midja? You know, people ask me <laughs> those kind of things. And, um, but for me, it's memorable. And, um, and I've just started to, I think, Jane, in the last um, month or two, kind of get clearer on yeah just you know what Mija looks like and what she kind of wears and and I, I think you're right there not in a way that's like I'm 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 disguising myself as someone else no. um but I think you know just like the athlete you know before they go on the track or you know you kind of put that uniform on and yeah. There's something about that. Yes. And I've found in the last couple of months just getting clearer on that has helped me kind of really step into the space more. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I know that's something we've spoken about and something I know you do really well and I've seen others do well and it's making a difference. Yeah, and it, it can be a useful thing. So, you know, if you're called something else in your your family, like that's kind of the, the people who probably see the all of you. Um, but if you, you know, I, I definitely come across people who in the have personally branded businesses who have, 
got they know in their they might be called the same name like they might be called Jane Anderson which is the same for me uh, but having this other uh, like that's it's not a separate identity and it's not inauthentic it's just the, a version or parts of me that get seen but are amplified and I'm yes like, oh, good I can kind of step out of that and it sometimes detaching like that can be useful because it um, allows you to um, evolve and mould that brand the way that you need it to without questioning your value, your identity, overthinking it too much and keeping it commercially smart as well, isn't it? Mm, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I definitely think so. And, you know, it's, it's all about... Um, you know, I think we all, you know, you've got to find that that energy and that passion and what you bring to your work and to your clients and all of that. Um, but the flip side of that, where we then recharge our energy is often the opposite. You know, yeah. so for the extroverts, for those of us that are extroverts and get our energy from people during the day and stuff, then, you know, often the flip side of that will recharge us. So, you know, just writing. Because you know, yeah. people sometimes say to me, geez, you, you write a lot. It doesn't <laughs> seem like you, you know, because you're sort of, you know, life of the party and you're always out with people. And I'm like, yeah, but that, that's, that's, that's the flip side of it. Right. And so that's the, the quiet space yeah. then where it's just me and my laptop and my coffee. Yeah. And then the next day we're on <laughs> and we're up and this is what we're doing. Um, so, yeah, for me, having just some, some triggers now um, around, yeah, the self-talk, around what happens here before I go on, before I'm... And I, I did some work over at Disney and I did a course at the Disney Institute mm. and I loved when they spoke about, um, like, being on stage and yeah. being front of house yeah. and then back of house. Yeah. And, you know, not that they not that you're a different person, but there's a different energy you bring. Yes. And as soon as you're front of house, then you're representing the brand, of course. You're representing Disney or you're representing Midger or you're doing that. Yes. Um, and then, of course, you know, when you're backstage and you're behind the scenes, then, yeah, you can, um, yeah, there's that the other piece of you yeah. that only those people kind of closest to you, yeah. to you see. And, and, you know, people... Yeah, there's a brand and there's expectations around that. Yes. Um, and, yeah, it's important, I think, that people see, see that. When they meet you, they see that. Um, yeah, so for me, I've been doing a little bit of work on that the last couple of months. Yeah, right. It's helped, yeah. And, Midja, so for people who are thinking about either they've transitioned out into, into their own brand or people who are who are stepping up and, you know, starting to build their personal brand, um, and in particular uh, women, what advice would you have for them? Like if you had your time again, if you think back to when you started all this, um, what advice would you have for them if you had your time again, you know, geez, I wish I did this, or what would you, what would you say to them? I think I would say... I would say around just just get started. Yeah. So just, you know, pick that horse and get on it. So get started. Um, I have two mantras this year 
Mm. Um, so two things that I, you know, are front of mind for me. Um, and one of them is to play the bigger game. Mm -hmm. So I love that just to, to think big. Um, and secondly is have the audacity to ask. Right. And I think sometimes, uh, particularly for women, Mm. there can be just this, well, I'll just sit back. You know, again, that I'm waiting for permission. I'm waiting for someone to ring me. I don't know. We're just, you know, we're sort of polite. We're waiting. We're, um, and so this year for me, and I wish I would have done this earlier, I suppose, is, is just, just ask, have, you know, just get out there and ask. Um, and also to um, really build your network. And I talk to women about this now, yeah. um, even women that are um, within an organisation, still within corporate, but they have a little bit of a niggle happening. Yes. They can feel it. Yeah. So I say to them, um, start now. Right. You know, start getting your ideas down. Um, start seeking out, you know, a mentor, a coach, Start spreading your network, you know, start getting out there and talking to people and building, you know, this real connection with people because it's something I didn't do. Right. I was so busy. Yeah. The day-to-day job and very, you know, insular looking, very, you know, this is my gang and this is the people that I'm in. And I don't know, for me, it's just been a whole new world. <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't even know any of these people were out there or that they existed or... Or that you could even find them. Much. Yeah, how do you find them and, and all of this stuff. So um, I would suggest that as well, is to just, yeah, spend some time for you, you know, carve out some time that you can be thinking about what next for you. Yeah. And start that like now. Yeah. Um, There's so much you can do before you leave a job. You know, it, it freaks me out when people go, oh, I resigned last week. I'm ready to start. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. There's so much you can do while you still are in a job before you're making your transition. Um, you know, and I think that's such great advice. Build your network, start getting your ideas down, yep. um, network, like as in get mentors, get people around you who have done what you're thinking of, of doing. I think that's such great advice. Um, yeah, because then you're sort of, you know, you're halfway down the track already. Yeah. You're not starting from a standing still position. Yeah. Uh, and which is hard to get Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, so... And it doesn't take a lot, just, you know, even a couple of, you know, even weekly practices, a couple of weekly practices that you just put in place, um, I think can make a big difference. Hmm. Yeah. And so, Midget, tell us about, you've, you've, you're a book writing machine. You have created your confidence book, which is terrific, which is particularly for female leaders. And the, But your latest one, which is Great Lawyer to Great Leader, um, tell us about that and like um, uh, who is it targeted for? Like how do you work with it with clients and things like that? Yeah, so this was uh, the book for me, I suppose, that um, was just a lot of work that, I, that I've that i done in the past yeah. um, and things I've noticed within the legal profession. Mm-hmm. And like 
uh, like most industries, um, you know, impacted by technology and AI, um, by really being like a global market now and a global industry. So mm. lots of overseas competitors coming into the Australian market, a lot of online, legal yeah. chatbots, all that kind of stuff happening. Um, and I was just at a law firm this week, actually. I was at Merthyr Law this week and did a presentation um, for their partners and lawyers. And, you know, really we were talking about what is it going to take to thrive right. in the legal industry uh, moving forward. And, you know, for me it's, it's this big piece around leadership. And what's often happened um, and certainly, you know, sort of what happened to me as well in my career is you're a great lawyer. And so people go, well, now you get to lead a team. Yes. And I did the practice management course oh, a couple of weeks ago at the Queensland Law Society. And one of the participants, a woman, and she'd just been made partner at one of the uh, large law firms. And she was like, I've got no idea what I'm doing. She said, I, you know, I'm a great technical lawyer, but now I've got this team and they're all looking at me. And I often ask lawyers, how long have you spent on your legal technical training? And they're like, well, 20 years. I did four years of law school and then I did my articles or, you know, a practice course. And then I've, you know, done all my CPD points and all of that. And then I say, well, how long have you spent practicing to be a leader yes <laughs> well they just gave me the job title and i'm like well, okay so and again for me it's a bit like what we were saying before around opening your own practice what i would love to see is that lawyers building their technical skills and their leadership skills concurrently right not too technical and then yeah, and then suddenly I'm in this. I've been practicing for ten years, and now I've got to lead a team. Right. And law firms are telling me that, you know, their their people and culture teams are telling me that they don't have enough ready now leaders. Mm. And there's gaps, and uh, and trying to fill those gaps is just tough. And then you're backpedaling. Yeah, trying to backfill, and you lose so the people along the way too, don't you? Because they just go, oh, you know, I'm not getting anywhere. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, what I spoke about, like the first thing I spoke about was I want people to feel great on a Monday morning. Mm. And a lot of leaders are kind of going, look, they couldn't pay me enough money to do this. Like I don't want to lead people. Why would anyone want to? Mm. And that really makes me so sad because I think it's, it's such a privilege um, to lead. Yeah. And you can make such a difference but without the right support and, um, and tools and skills that I think certainly, you know, you can, you can learn, but without that opportunity, people are thrown in and then they feel like a failure. Yeah. And particularly, I think, with lawyers and probably other professionals as well, when you've been so good at what you do, mm. you know, when you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, and you've been so good at what you do, to then be incompetent at something, yeah, it's, it blows the ego. Oh you feel God. like, oh, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore because I look stupid and yes. I'm giving bad feedback and I just want to go back to servicing my clients and, uh, and doing that. Yeah. Um, when they have so much expertise and so much skills yeah. to give, 
Um, it's just that, you know, it's a different mindset. There's a different way of communicating, um, you know, the coaching, you know, the mentoring, the cultural leadership, all of that is just, um, it's just a transition mm. that needs to happen. And so with this book um, and with the program I run in law firms, um, yeah, it's about, it's about making that transition for lawyers. Right. Um, and so then we, we end up with a law firm with, you know, strong leadership. And we also then have this emerging talent and emerging leaders coming through the law firm as well. Right. So we've got that succession planning going on. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think it's so needed. I haven't seen anything like this really out in the market and I think you've really identified something really, um, uh, you know, that taps into your credibility and your expertise and your knowledge and your history um, has um, brought in then your future of where you add the greatest value, what you want to be known for and, and uh, is your most authentic self as well as um, serving an audience that needs your help. I think those three things and uh, are such a great example of here's what a great job looks like of launching programs, launching a practice and, and, uh, and around your knowledge, expertise, personal brand and um, sometimes it's easy to create programs that are crusades or things that we want to change the planet or when you go, actually, you know what, there's a market right here. These people, you've got expertise, you've got positioning, they even know who Midger is. Um, is that can be so valuable. So, uh, and sometimes we overlook, it's really easy for people starting out to overlook some of the markets that are actually really just ripe and ready for them straight away. So, um, so Mija, what do you, uh, so if people want to get hold of your book, if they want to get in touch with you, where would you like them to go? Yeah, perfect. So uh, they can obviously jump on my website. So it's midja, it's M-I-D-J-A dot com dot A-U. Yes. Um, and also um, you'll find me on uh, LinkedIn um, mm -hmm. as well. And you can email me. It's just midja at midja dot com dot A-U. All right. Um, love to hear from people. And, yeah, certainly the websites are available, um, the books are available on my website as well. All right, terrific. I'd really encourage anyone who, you know, if you're thinking about, you know, either working with Mija or seeing how she's been able to build her brand, I'd really encourage you to connect with her, even sign up for a newsletter, watch the uh, watch what she does and the knowledge and expertise she shares is fantastic, super practical. And I love that um, when you watch Mija's work, she just chooses one aspect of, you know, I think what happens sometimes we get a bit caught up in there's so much here of this area of my expertise. And if you watch Mija, she's so consistent. She puts a piece of IP out every week and it's generally something that she's come across during that week. She's had a conversation with someone, so it's real world and, um, and very grounded and, and practical. And uh, I know I forward uh, Mija's newsletter onto a lot of people. So I think uh, if you can um, tap in to learn from Mija, I think you'll do yourself a big favour. So um, thanks so much for joining us today, Mija. Thanks, Jane. Thanks so much. Great to talk.